welcome back from that one minute break, Josh. How are you feeling now? Uh, a little refreshed. Uh, I need water. This studio is not as hot, but we're not allowed drinks or food in here, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, the the struggles of recording a podcast, Nick. The struggles. The struggles when you, you don't have your equipment with you. Well, don't worry. Well, we're, we're working on that. We're working on that. Well, yeah, we're working on that. We're one, step, we're one step away from being able to record ourselves uh, free from the Vancouver Strathcona branch and not having to come all the way to Hastings. For the, all you uh, lower mainland people, you know how Hastings is down here. Uh, lots of lively people. And I get scared sometimes coming down here, especially last time we walked. It was pretty scary. Not going to lie, I do get scared sometimes, but life is full of experiences, Josh. Can't be scared, right? You got to take that first step. What do we do with this podcast? We did that. True, true. And it's hopefully, hopefully we're educating the people out uh, that are listening to us about the NBA scene. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, and I also appreciate the feedback you guys gave us. Uh, I would also tell you guys uh if you guys got any suggestions for stuff we we should talk about hit us up on our instagram uh at waterboys podcast we can uh, include our personal instagram handles if you want but we'll leave that in the description yeah uh anyways nick uh where are we starting off now we're starting off with the hottest team coming into the season no i'm kidding but they are the hottest team in free agency the brooklyn nets We'll give you a little bit of a snapshot, a little bit of a context for them. 2018-2019, they were 42-40. and 40. They had an offensive rating of 109.6, which is 19th in the NBA. And they had a defensive rating of 109.7, which is 14th in the NBA. Now, from the eye test alone, they're not the sexiest pick, I would say. But they do have some key players on this team, Josh. Yeah, yeah, they do. And one that, unfortunately, we won't be able to see this season. Kevin Durant. But I still like Kyrie Irving. I still like Karis LeVert. Spencer Dinwiddle or Dinwiddie? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, yes. And they have Joe Harris, who was the NBA three-point champion, by the way. And they have Jared Allen. Tarion Prince, who I didn't even know was traded to the Brooklyn Nets until yesterday. Really? I didn't even know that either. I think he was traded for Alan Crabb, I believe. Nice pickup. Nice pickup. Uh, Wilson Chandler. Yes, from the 76ers, I believe, or the Clippers. Was it one of those? One of those. Also, did he not get suspended for... Uh... Oh, yeah, he tested positive for steroids, I believe. <laughs> so, uh I think we'll see him at some point this season, but he's pretty much out for the first uh, bit, right? First bit, I think it's a 20-game suspension for the PED policy. Yeah, uh, apparently he was getting treatment, and uh, one of the substances he didn't know was banned. They banned it this year, apparently, and he didn't know about it. He didn't tell, uh, not not even the medical staff knew about it. And next thing you know, they, they got him into it, and uh, they found... They did a drug test on him, and they found it, unfortunately. So they're going to miss him for a, a bit here. I think they'll be okay without him. Moving on, we'll see how this Brooklyn team does. I think their team weakness this season will be defense. I don't like any of those names that I mentioned to be a defensive juggernaut. What do you think? Yeah, me neither. Uh, 
even that backward in defending, it's it's going to look really, really bad. Uh, teams are going to definitely take advantage of that backcourt. I think even Jared Allen, given how he blocks people, how he makes the highlight plays, he's still a little too young. He's still too skinny to defend in the paint. True. Uh, it's, it's still a relatively young team. They're still learning. They're still well coached. Uh, they'll they'll eventually get it. Let's hope they get it by next season because that's when uh, Kevin Durant comes back and it's going to be a really scary team. Hopefully, he'll add to a lot to this Brooklyn for this Brooklyn team. I think they already have enough three point shooting, isolation scoring, and rebounding. Surprisingly, I think their notable additions will do well. Kevin Durant, like we mentioned, Tyrion Prince. He's a young defensive, well, not defensive but a two-way player for the Nets, and they have Kyrie Irving. True. Um, let me ask you something. Who would you start, DeAndre or Jared Allen? I'd do Jared Allen first, then DeAndre. Correct, correct. Uh, I mean, even if you compare their their uh, their bench plus minus, uh, you can see that uh, Jared Allen is still way better. I think they have him at 2.5 BPM, and then... Uh, DeAndre Jordan has they have him at two point three. Blocks box plus minus, sorry. Yeah, box plus minus, correct. I, was correct. Keep, I kept thinking blocks because he keeps blocking everybody. You know? <laughs> That's a good one. Um what else do you think about this, Nick? I think this team they'll do well as long as Jared Allen learns not how to foul. True. And I think they'll do well as long as somebody behaves himself and doesn't try to pull off the, oh, these guys, they got to learn from me because I'm a champion. That that stuff won't go well this season. He needs to behave this season. Look, I know you're, I know people are like, yeah, they got Kyrie Irving, but come on, guys. Has he ever led a team? Has he, Nick? I mean, he's he, he won a championship. Yes, he hit the clutch, that, that clutch shot over Stephen Curry. But seriously? Do you think he's going to be able to lead this team? He's never been able to do it. He didn't do it in Boston. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. I don't see this team doing that well. He's going to have to behave or else this team is just going to be garbage. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. And and that here's another thing. The, the fit of those two, the two crankiest players in the NBA, do you think that'll work? Not the two crankiest what what do they say in these uh, modern days now? The two most woke players. Yes, because the earth is flat, Nick. The earth is super flat. He's pretty woke. I agree with you. Earth is flat. What, what else does he have? He has an Illuminati on his Instagram. Oh, he has it on his shoes. That's his shoe logo, isn't it? Shoe logo, yes, you're right. I have a pair of Kyrie's. I should go look at that again. <laughs> Yeah, th this guy is quite a character. I mean, you know what, though? He's a hell of a player. Just the way he dribbles, the shots he's able to take off. He's he's super, he, he's amazing. But uh, he's he's going to have to tone it down this year, uh, especially if he wants to make it work next season. I think he, uh, that he will have to be on his best behavior. I think he will, just to make next season work. Because if this season he, he ends up having arguments with everybody, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a, a good transition into uh, Kevin Durant's return. So you agree? He's the X factor player for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yes, because he's that. He's the best player 
definite upgrade over D'Angelo Russell. Um, we'll see how it goes, man. Uh, I can't predict much with Kyrie Irving on that team. I mean, I thought last year the the, the Celtics would do really well with him. It just didn't turn out well. Uh, most of the issues were off the court, getting shots and stuff. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Nick? I think they'll be okay this year. I think Brooklyn knows how to treat Kyrie Irving. I think he'll be the number one option for sure. I don't know about the set plays. They have a lot of good options out there. They have a Karis LeVert. They have Spencer Dinwiddle. Dinwiddie, sorry. They have Kyrie Irving. DeAndre Jordan. Well, not DeAndre as an option, but backup to a center. Yeah, he's a good backup to the center. Uh, he, he disappeared for a bit there. Um, you know what he did? What I liked about him is that he improved his uh, free throw shooting finally. But he, he got it up to 70% last season. I believe it was 70, which is respectable for a center. Yeah, well, I mean, compare that to the seasons before that with the Clippers. Remember all those air balls when he was taking shots? Yes, I do. I do remember that. That was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. But for some reason, he does have the prettiest shot form of any center I've seen that we're struggling. That's actually true. He was training with one of those shooting coaches, uh, one of those famous ones. I forget who it was, but uh, he definitely improved on that. Uh this team won't be a contender until Kevin Durant returns. I think we both agree on that. Kevin Durant is a huge part of this team. Uh, I I like him as my number one option, and then having Kyrie as my second, they can make that work. Uh, that being said, there's a lot of new pieces joining this team. Uh, they're gonna have, they're gonna struggle at the beginning to find chemistry. Uh, from October 30 to November 30, they will play 15 games. Nine against playoff teams and two against fringe playoff teams. Not to mention that four-game road trip that they will take to Portland, Phoenix, Utah, and Denver. They're, they're going to be tested pretty early here, Nick. How do you think they'll fare in those in that first month? I believe it's the first half they travel a lot. But overall, they don't travel that much. They're in the bottom half of tra uh, miles traveled, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's the perks of being in the East, right? You you won't travel. There's not that many uh, cities that are that far away where you have to travel for like five hours. You can make it in like a two-hour uh, hour flight, right? Um, what, what's your prediction on this team? My prediction, 44 and 38. You might think that's a little generous, but I think they have enough to keep keep on going until Kevin Durant comes back next season. You got them at that. I give them... 45 and 37. So 45 and 37. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, it's the East. And I think that uh, I think Kyrie is going to be on his best behavior. I know he tends to start off flying at the beginning of season. So I think that'll help this team out a lot. Uh, it, it's just a matter of fact of what happens the rest of the season when, uh, when he probably, I don't know what happens. He just starts getting really, uh, rattled and starts rubbing teammates wrong it, it, he's he's the x factor for me but uh, i think just because he wants to make it work with kevin Durant next season he's going to be on his best behavior and then he won't have any problems this year he's going to be tight-lipped and he's just going to follow what the coach says i agree with your points josh i really do agree all right so should we move on to the next dude what is the next team that all lakers team or all laker fans love Damn, man, those Boston Celtics, the rivals, the big rivals for the L.A. Lakers, team that's won the most championships 
Boston. We're chasing them. One more. One more and we'll tie them. One more. One more. I think we'll do that record soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully uh, Braun and uh, the Brow can bring that to uh, L.A. and tie them up. Anyways, uh, let, let's get started on Boston. Nick, what do you have on them? What do I have? I have their last year's statistics. I have them at 49 and 33, which was good enough for fourth in the west or east. Yeah, fourth in the east, yeah. Sorry, my directions aren't that great. Their offensive rating was one 112.2, which was good enough for 10th in the NBA. They had a defensive rating of 107.8, which was great enough for 7th, which was a top 10 defense. So their key players on this team, Kemba Walker, Gordon Haywood, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Ennis Cantor, and Marcus Smart. What do you think of those players? Uh, not a bad group. Uh, problem is uh, that defense at center. Uh, Cantor can't defend at center. You saw that last year in the playoffs with Portland. They really went at him. Uh, he was also play He was pretty banged up. What I like about the guy is that he's a warrior, Nick. Like he was super banged up, and he still kept playing for them. He because they were having troubles at center with injuries, and he just kept banging there. Uh, also, remember that was the time of uh, their that celebration, and he wasn't able to eat or drink anything uh, during the day. I think. Uh, he would, he was a warrior for 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 Portland, uh, but he can't defend, and that's going to be their weakness eventually. As Boston is going to try and put a bunch of centers to uh, make up for what Baines and uh, Al Horford gave him last year, but uh, ultimately, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, that that goes into uh, what my team weaknesses were for this team. I think they are have a lack of a clear cut number one option, rebounding and defense. What happened to the 2002 Lakers, I believe? Was it death by a thousand pick and rolls with Tony Parker and Tim Duncan? Correct, Nick. Correct. I remember that. They killed them. They did kill them. I don't know if I want to relive those Laker memories, but moving on. Team strengths, I think shooting, coaching, and passing. I think you, you have a great coach in Brad Stevens. He knows how to design an offense. He knows how to make a defensive scheme. I just don't know if he knows how to control egos. Well, he doesn't. But that's the good thing about this team, Nick. Uh, Kyrie Irving's gone. Uh, the ball's going to be shared more. So I don't think they're going to have that ego problem where I want to take my shots and Kyrie's taking all the shots and, and whatnot, right? I would believe so. My X-Factor player for this Celtics team, Gordon Haywood. Which version of this player are you going to get? Are you going to get the 2017 Utah Gordon Hayward, which he was balling that season? He had a great season, great regular season. Playoffs, he struggled, but he did his thing. Or are you going to get the 2019 Gordon Hayward, where he's a shell of himself mentally? He does. He's doubting himself every time he drives, and he's just shooting a poor percentage. With these types of injuries, I don't. It's not more physical capabilities. It's more of a mental fortitude. Do you, Can you overcome that hump? Can you overcome those thoughts of, will I break my leg again? Will I ever be the same? Yeah, and usually players that come back from serious injuries like that, it usually takes them around two years to get back to where they were, um, especially because that first off season, you're basically focusing on rehab. 
So it's lots of rehab because you wanna you wanna strengthen the muscles, you wanna gain some confidence in your leg, and whatnot. And then you don't really have time to to focus on the ball side of things. Uh, this season, apparently, he's he ended up staying in Boston. Uh, he's he's trained with the team trainers all all summer long, and apparently, he only really took two weeks off. Uh, I don't know if you remembered, but towards the end of the season, Hayward was actually playing pretty well. He was uh, he was being super efficient, even though his uh, usage rate was was really low, right? Uh, but I, like I said, I think he he's gonna finally uh, get close to what that Utah Gordon Hayward was, just for the fact that he's been able to actually have an offseason doing the basketball side of things. I hope he comes back. He's a great player to watch. He's also an avid computer gamer. Did you know he used to play a lot of League of Legends? I thought it was... I've seen him do uh, Fortnite too, wasn't it? Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Those battle royale games, they're very addicting. Yeah, I I seen him play. I I also remember seeing that one uh, video of him where he where the, the 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 kid is in his lap and he gives them to his wife because he wanted to play and he didn't want to get distracted. I'm like, wow, that guy's a hardcore gamer. He is. I think for this team overall, though, how would they win in the playoffs? I'll give you a few reasons. This team has no big ego. And any of their individuals, they can potentially become a collective unit in that in the playoffs. And they have Kemba Walker, Gordon Haywood, and Jason Tatum. That's a lethal tandem for offense. And you know Brad Stevens can coach a defense. I just I don't know how he's gonna do with Cantor, but if anyone can do it, it would be Brad Stevens. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um I also feel like they're going to be playing a lot of small small lineups just to get their best players out there, right? I think so, too. I'll give you a few reasonings for why they'll lose in the playoffs, though. Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor. They're the bootleg versions of Kyrie Irving <laughs> and Al Horford. You might laugh now, but think about it. Ky- Kemba Walker can score. He can pass. He can do all the things that Kyrie Irving does, but can he defend? He's 6'2 at best in those shoes, and he's going to get crumpled out there by the Eastern guards. And Ennis Cantor, I don't know if he's the slow or he just can't move his feet, but on offense, he moves well. Defense, he just looks like a, it looks like he has stone feet for all I know. Yeah, that's true. Uh unfortunately, but he's, you know, he, he will, the one thing you can, you can, uh, give him credit for is that he's always trying no matter what, no matter how hard the, the moment is. He always tried, whether it was with the Oklahoma City Thunder, like you saw with Portland last season during the playoffs. Uh, I, I like that guy, but yeah, you're right. He can't defend. He cannot defend. What's your 2019-2020 regular season prediction for this team? Uh, you're going to laugh, but I actually have these guys as finishing third place. Uh, reasons being is that, uh, well, I'll give you my prediction. I got them at 47-35. But one of the reasons is that they had Kemba, Smart, Brown, and Tatum all playing for Team USA. Uh, There's this this theory that uh, if you, when you come back from Team USA, you end up having one of your best years career-wise. And uh, I did a little research, went back to that uh, 2008 team uh, compared, and then I 
compare them and, and see what they did that 2008, 2009 season. You had LeBron, LeBron. I mean, the guy's amazing. He, he, that's that, that 2008 season is not going to be his best season. Of course, he, he's always going to find a way to improve, but in what he did have that season was that his efficiency was the best out of his whole career. Um, for example, you also have uh, Dwayne Wade. He had career highs in points, assists, steals, and three-point percentage. Chris Paul had career highs in points, steals, rebounds, and his field goal percentage was the highest he's ever had to uh, date. So I, I feel like if you if you were to compare that to to this uh, to these Celtic fours, uh, to these four Celtics, I think that uh, that'll have a huge impact. They'll pick up on things from other uh, NBA players. I think that that'll have a huge uh, that'll have a huge impact on them this season, and also Boston has a 25th hardest schedule in the NBA with their opponents having a 495 uh, winning percentage. So those are my reasons for them having uh, finishing third this season. Uh, I know you're not too optimistic about this team. I gave them the same number actually, 45 and 37. Their strength of schedule is relatively hard. They don't have a break in anywhere of their schedule, even pre-All-Star break or post-All-Star break. They're facing essentially 500 teams. Yeah, true, true. Uh, I was just checking the strength of schedule, and that's they gave us the 495 winning percentage, which was 25th highest. Uh, uh, but, uh, but you're right. They, they, it's all spread out, and they're all facing 500 teams. They're ranked the fifth most traveled team as well. That's two strikes against them, in my opinion. I think overall verdict, I like them. Even if I'm a Laker fan, I still like them. But they're given a tough hand to deal with. You got new players coming into the system. You got a tough schedule. You got miles traveled. You got salary tied up. And you got impending contract situations of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum coming up. I see this team as a second-round exit, maybe a first-round seven-game series, but nothing more than that. Oh, no, uh, especially in the second round. They'll get destroyed by by, by Milwaukee and uh, the, Six- or the Sixers, whoever they end up facing. Because they, they'll, at center, they'll just be punished, and they'll be punished often. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, those are those. that's my prediction for the Celtics. Nick, do you want to head out to the last three uh, picks? Oh, yeah, quick fire. The last three picks of the Eastern playoff teams. Who do you pick? Uh, I have the Raptors, the Heat, and the Magic as my last three. I have the Raptors as well, Magic as well, but I have Chicago. Chicago, eh? I like that. I like that, going outside the, going outside everyone's picks. Okay, tell me why, bud. You tell me why first on Miami. Okay, the thing about Miami is they got a they got a couple guys on uh, contract uh, years. I think they'll be playing their asses off. And uh, Goran Dragic, I think he'll have a bounce back season. Uh, he's gonna, I think he's gonna come back, and especially with a contract season coming up, uh, he wants to play his best just to get the most out of his next contract. Uh, Bam Adebayo almost made Team USA. I know this uh, this past uh, World Cup. I know that's not saying much saying, uh, if you look at the <clears throat> roster, but still that's saying something. There's some growth in that player. I, I feel like he'll have a good season. Um, you have Dion Waiters, who was pretty chunky last season, but this year he's said to come uh, into training camp fit. 
uh, he's, I think they said he lost something around uh, 25 pounds. I, I feel like everyone's losing weight nowadays and everyone thinks that they're going to do good because of the weight, but he also has, uh, he also has to uh, prove himself this year after a very bad season last year. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I think he can lead this team and him, him being one of the older players and showing that uh, you know he has that in-your-face sort of sort of uh, mentality, I, I feel like that'll do good to these players because they'll they won't they won't challenge him at all, right? And there's nobody else ahead of them. He's basically the leader for this team. I think that he's going to be able to lead this team to a playoff spot. Uh, do you want to give me reasons why for Chicago? Chicago, a great young team. They have Kobe White. They have Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. Those options are all younger than what you mentioned in Miami. I think you forgot to mention one of their draft picks. Tyler Hero, he looked pretty good in the summer league. I like him for Miami, but I don't know if he can be inserted right away and contribute. That's my question mark for that team. I think with Chicago, you keep the same team essentially. You have a lot of young pieces. You still They're still developing. I don't know if their coach would do well, but I, I still see Chicago as that dark horse ace seed. Damn, that's that's interesting. I wonder how many people are going to pick on the Bulls making it. I know I know they'll end up picking a lot of people will end up picking Pistons, you know, the Heat. But fun but, note for the Pistons. Sorry to cut you off there. Go ahead, buddy. Fun note: the Pistons have the hardest schedule post All Star break. I think they're ranked first in March or April. Not to mention all those injury-prone players they got, right? You got Blake Griffin, whose knees would give out at any time. You got Reggie Jackson with random injuries. Got Andre Drummond, who uh, lets Joel Embiid live rent-free in his head. <laughs> and also, let's not forget Derrick Rose. He had a comeback season last year. He played pretty well for the Timberwolves. Uh, let's see if he can keep that up. If he can stay relatively healthy, right? And they have one more addition. The Big 3 MVP. Oh yeah, Joe Johnson. Iso Joe. That's true. Uh, you know, it's a great story, big three and everything. Uh, he was hitting shots. My question is, can he guard? Can he guard NBA players though? Can he run up and down and not play half court? That's my question. Exactly. So, uh, I know that I know that it's a great story and everything. But uh, I don't think it's going to be a, as big an addition as everyone makes it out to be. Uh, but it's a feel-good story, the fact that he came out of the big three. Uh, he hit that game-winning shot for in the final, right? Against, uh, was it Steven Jackson, I believe, he, he took that shot again. Oh, yes, against the killer threes, as they would say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a great, great story, but uh, I don't think, I think he's past his NBA days. He's 38, I believe. Yes, he's thirty-eight. He's he's, he's a up young thirty-eight. Uh, gotta, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's gonna, that's gonna work in the NBA. I think that concludes our uh, breakdown of the top five Eastern teams with our three picks. Anything you want to say on our way, our parting ways? Uh, thanks for coming out, Nick. Uh, I love talking basketball with you uh, on my Saturday. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way, uh, guys. Follow us on the Waterboys podcast. That's boys with a Z, not Z, Z. We're in Canada, Nick. I, wow. I, what, what brought that up? 
I, I don't know. I, I, I just like, I just like focus on making you feel bad. Making me feel bad about what though? There's, there's no context to that. That was just a random shot at me. Well, I mean, we could get into it on this podcast, but uh, people will be weirded out and then they won't listen to us anymore. They're going to okay. be like these freaks. Uh, okay. Aside from that, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. You can give us some feedback. Either you can message us on WhatsApp. You can leave a comment on Instagram. We see who views it on Anchor, so don't worry. We know there's quite a bit of you in Vancouver. Yeah, guys. Uh, unfortunately, it takes quite a bit of time to get onto uh, other website, other other websites that aren't uh, that aren't uh, Anchor. I know we have. Uh, it takes a while to get on Apple. It takes a while to get on. Um, what's what's the other one called, Nick? The one you suggest people to go to. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it takes a it takes a bit to get onto Spotify. Uh, if you want to really listen to us that badly, just go straight to our uh, Instagram page, and uh, there's a link there, and it'll directly straight to the to our uh, podcast page. Anchor.fm if you want to type it in. Yes, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, Nick. Or not Nick. Thanks for listening, guys. Nick. Uh, have a good day. Thanks, Josh. Have a good day. <laughs>